You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, y'all? This is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development, Build 206 Media. We're in the studio with my guy, Aaron Counts, a.k.a. AC. What's up with it? How you doing, man? Good to be here. I am good. Um, this is another episode of the Collective Network. Where I didn't we're... get that. Could you try again? Oh, no, that's not good. We're here in the, in the studio with another episode of the Collective Network uh, where we highlight folks that are doing amazing work in the community so the community can be aware of the work that's going on. Uh, so we all can tap in. So I got my brother here, Mr. Aaron Counts. How how's, how's things been going with you? It's going really well. I've been enjoying the spring, the weather changing. So that's always a good thing. That sun comes out and it, 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 it kind of inspires uh, inspires me. Get, that's get busy. What's, that's what's up. I definitely been getting my walks in, trying to trying to get out there in the mix, trying to enjoy the weather and work on my tan a little bit you know yeah that's the uh us light-skinned uh seattle folks see we spent six months uh as an undetermined ethnicity undetermined <laughs> and in the summer they'd be like oh i understand okay that's what's up so we're going to jump on in in the conversation uh did you tell folks a little bit about yourself yeah uh well, most recently, I was serving as the director of creative justice, uh, arts based uh, community group. We build community with those youth who are um, most impacted by the school to prison pipeline. It started as uh, what a lot of folks would consider a diversion program. Uh, but youth come to creative justice, uh, work on art, uh, talk about issues with mentors and then and then put that art back into the community. So hopefully folks come to a greater understanding of the the, the root causes of incarceration and uh, and how some of the traps that we get caught up in, but really using creativity as, as the bridge. And that's most recently what I've been doing. But, you know, I have a career working in the community all the way back to the to the 90s. So well, you want to share, share a little bit about that just so folks know, like, I mean, it's a great breath. I mean, you're a father and a. You know, black man in Seattle, I mean, share, share whatever you want to share. Yeah. So, uh, you know, interesting. I got I, I you know, I'm a writer, uh, you know, poet, fiction writer. Um, but I got my start as a writer working with young people. Uh, I was uh, uh, started as a case manager, adolescent counselor at Southwest Youth and Family Services in the mid 90s. Uh, grew into the education director at, at, at that uh, organization. And uh, what we would do at, at Southwest Youth and Family Services in the summer, uh, we would get rid of the uh, get rid of the education curriculum, the traditional education curriculum, um, this high school reentry program. So what we would do is, you know, we're not going to work on language arts in the traditional way. What we're going to do now is uh, personal essays, poetry, and really try to uh, help young people reconnect with their educational process. And, uh, and sometimes what I would tell them is like, you know, there's all these books on the shelf that they're going to have you read in school. Those are important to read. But if you if you don't feel engaged with those, then it's just something that somebody's telling you to do. So so how do I uh, really think about reading and writing in a way that's more personal and more impactful for myself? So. So, you know, I would sit in the summers and, and, and write essays, write poetry with them and, you know, and give that message that we have to be in control of that narrative 
share our own stories because those are not being shared and you know and just you can only say that so many times before you before you take it to heart yourself and and so i i started writing in those classrooms in the summers with them and it grew into a a career i left that job uh, to work on my own personal writing projects um became a teaching artist that way uh, and really, that was what launched my my work in community in the in the in in the iteration that it is now. Because um, you know, in doing those teaching artist gigs, uh, had the chance to be in uh, on the ground floor as we developed Youth Speak Seattle. Uh, started as an advisor for education, and and then uh, as education director as we were really forming what Youth Speak Seattle could be. Um, did that for a few years. Um, a little bit later, I had the opportunity through that Youth Speaks Network nationally to to found and create the Seattle Youth Poet Laureate Program. So uh, finding those voices, those young voices who are writing poetry and really just representing uh, messages and, and, and voice that we really need here. Uh, mentor uh, one young person a year into a book deal. Uh, and then a cohort of other of other uh, poetry ambassadors. So kind of building uh, a, a, a platform and helping create space for for young people and the and the community at large to really bring the cre- their creativity to the issues that are impacting us. That's dope. And you've been on the ground, front lines, behind the scenes, everything, you know, for for many, many seasons. So hats off to you uh, for making sure that you continue to keep the creative space available and open for adults and young and young folks in the community. Uh, so transitioning a little bit, you know, uh, this is a question I think we've asked in one of our Saturday check-in calls. So you've been prepped and primed for this, but uh, who or what inspires you and why? Man, I mean, the who, the who question is, is so difficult to answer, but, but the what question I think is a little bit, is a little bit easier and it's a little bit more important, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I, as, as you could tell, I've been involved in the, in the intersection of like arts and justice, arts and community, and really that that creativity of our people is what is so inspiring to me. Like how, how do you exist for hundreds of years with, with nothing, right? And create something out of it. And, you know, we're, we're so deep in a hole sometimes it feels like uh, just in terms of equity and justice and and, and level playing fields, we're, we're so deep into it that we're going to have to think so creatively uh, to, to, to get out of it. Right. And so those what we need is to exercise our imagination. And a lot of times we get caught up in fighting issues uh, which are important, you know, battling on these fronts politically, uh, socially in community but but uh but really for me what it boils down to is we have to have such a strong imagination in order to figure out creative ways out of it and around it over it to 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 transcend the conditions and so um you know just seeing the way folks can can bring that creativity out uh and share the pain but also find the joy in that right like and 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 the and the beauty in that and you know we're so quick to recognize when somebody has done something destructive or done something you know quote-unquote ugly uh but but as a people we have such a capacity 
to put beauty into the world. And you look at all the music that we're listening to, the 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 art, the fashion, the language, the way the way um, the way we play sports, or you know any type of those things. There's such a creative uh, beauty to that, and so honoring that as 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 it is, and and honoring that as as a as a strategy to get us. Be- higher, better, you know, uh, I think is, is really what's inspiring to me. Yeah, that, that's part of the thought process behind this is really like how resilient our community is with all the isms that are against us, right? You know, we're still we're still able to show up and show out and make things happen. And I think even in some of the group texts that we've had, you know, like realistically, like we have a lot of, not all the resources that we really need. We just got to be more collaborative, which takes time to build relationships and work together to make. And that's kind of what this show is. It's a highlight folks that are tapped in doing amazing work. So people ain't got to recreate the world. Everything. I think sometimes people want to go out and recreate, re reimagine things. And really people can, we can work more collectively together on the higher issues. I think sometimes we get caught up in the, like you said, we're trying to fight this policy or education or police or whatever, which are important things to do. But at the same time, Sometimes that the action can, those actions could be distractions from us building our relationships, accountability, trust within our community, within our network. Because I feel like if if we're not if we don't use our resiliency and the resources that we have to solve our problem, like this shit's not going to happen. Like we're just going to keep trying to beg or hope that people do what's not in their best interest to do for our best interest. It, it, and it's really about like uh, like uh, um, deciding or not deciding, but but being open to there being a different finish line, right? Like, and so it's not just to get X number of black people in these in these jobs. You might get them in those jobs and those jobs are in an oppressive structure. And so that's destructive, even though they have more money in their pocket, right? right? And so really just thinking about what it is, what it is that we have, what it is that we need, and and then uh, creating the world that we want to live in. Yeah, stop trying to push people back into the system that doesn't work for us. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Like the education system, employment system, all that. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, you're you're fitting into what the mainstream is, but it may not be the what's best for your soul or your, or or your personal or psyche. You made it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, why do I feel so bad every yeah. day? And if I made it, yeah, right? Why do like, I got heart failure and high blood pressure and diabetes and all this other stuff? If I made it, yeah, you got that four hundred one k, but you ain't reaching retirement age to spend it, right? Like right, so. that's the hustle too. People really want to be about equity. You need to let black folks retire early and get their full pension because you know, our life expectancy ain't ain't what everybody else's is. You man, talk about I, equity. I hit fifty this year, so can I can I start pulling out, yeah. out of my out of my Roth IRA? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank that is you. a huge milestone. I turned 40 in June. There you go. So Gemini. Gem- Gemini, is yeah. Gemini's <laughs> Gemini, yeah. in the building. So, yeah, that's a huge milestone. I don't know what I'm going to do uh, for it, but we'll figure something out. Um, yeah, so this is kind of a – I've been telling people this is kind of a loaded question but because there's been so much going on over the, the past year. But And you can take it wherever you want to take it. You talk about the crazy-ass national election cycle. You could talk about the crazy as local elections that has yeah. been going on. You could talk about the protests. You could talk about COVID, whatever. Just what do you think about everything that's been going on during this time and over the last year? Wow. What a year, huh? <laughs> for real. <laughs> it feels like it was about three or four years, to be honest. Uh, I was sitting in my backyard yesterday and uh, something put me in mind of the, the how the sky was during the fires. And it felt like it was so long ago. I was like, 
that was last spring, right? <laughs> like that was like literally a year ago. Sit, I mean, because I, I remember sitting in my backyard in, and the sky was all that pinkish gray and it was just so, so oppressive. It looked so apocalyptic. And it, it really, I like trying to remember it, I was like, wow, that was not even a year ago. Like, but yeah, it, it, it's been heavy, like, uh, and difficult and also just really inspirational, you know, like we've seen the genius again, once again, right? Like I think about what, what folks have done with technology and everybody became their own IT department in the past few months. You know, you have, you know, platforms like this, we have like Converge Media, we have, you know, folks that are really just hit the ground with their, with their phones and and the internet and, and really uh, were able to bring messages that we weren't able to see we saw we saw folks banding together for things like uh, to to provide mutual aid in response to 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 COVID and um, it, and and you know we've seen just a huge uh, a huge worldwide movement uh, you know around around the way we police our communities and and so as difficult as it as it has been and every every feel like every week. It was a new thing to navigate. Uh, you know, going back to question number one, it was really inspirational as well, just to see how folks got activated. Right. You know, and not everybody is going to be on the ground uh, at a protest. Not everybody is going to be broadcasting. You know, a, a news a news program. Uh, uh, but folks. Uh, many, many folks found the lane in which they were able to do something to be helped. For some people, it was writing checks to, to organizations that do it. Like at the, you know, I, I left Creative Justice uh, in, in February, uh, but just to see just the immense number of people that that knew they they needed to step back and be quiet, but they had these these unearned. These uh, this unearned privilege, which comes with additional resources, like well, I can write a check, so that so that it makes it easier for the people who are who are in community on the ground in that way, um, you know, just to see all the different ways folks like survived for themselves, took care of their families, right. and also lifted up uh, the needs of of a community at large. Yeah, and that speaks to the resiliency once again, as well as, you know, we got a lot more in common than we got in different, right? And it's really, the coalition really needs to grow. And, you know, I was speaking about this earlier. Um, you know, this is our first year that we're doing our Mother's Day event, which is a natural transition we plan on doing yes, last year, but COVID, de- COVID had other plans for us. Um, so, you know, you know, and ultimately, you know, the ultimate goal with Brothers United Leadership Development is to work with closely with our indigenous brothers and sisters, closely with our, our, our Hispanic brothers and sisters and so on and so forth and our women as well. So that's that's realistically because we got more in common. That's what you're saying. Like everybody has their lane. Everybody ain't got to be, you know, I think even in some of the group texts, you know, people are like, oh, we got to get with the kids. Yeah, that's one lane, one strategy. But we also got to be going to policies and procedures and taking care of ourselves and all these other things that, you know, everybody got their lane. Everybody ain't got to do everything and everybody some people have some some skill sets to be able to cross over in different lanes but for the most part find your lane put it on cruise control and, and keep it keep it moving no i feel like that's like uh, 
you, you're talking about finding finding your lane. Sometimes, you know, when you're active in community and you care about issues, it feels like you need to be at everything. And that's a recipe for burnout. You know, that that probably is counterproductive. Even though you feel like you need to be doing something, what you need to be doing is, first of all, taking care of yourself. Right. Second of all, you know, taking care of the people who are close to you, that's, that's family, close friends, neighbors, whatever. And, and then figuring out, you know, the things that you need and the th- things that the people you love need, strangers need too, right? So, and, so, and so, you know, figuring out how do we have capacity to care for and, 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 and love uh, people who are we in community with who we might not even know yet, right? And, and, just, and just really growing, growing in that way. Uh, it's important. Yeah, so based on all that, everything that's happened, you know, over this past year, this has really been a trendy kind of topic. Um, you know, people are talking about self-love, self-care and all that, but I'm being intentional on asking folks, you know, what have you done to take care of yourself? One, to share tools and resources that you have, you know, with others, or if it's not much, then, you know, we can encourage each other to make sure that we're doing that because like we talked, we joked about it, like we don't really get to enjoy retirement and all that stuff because of all the stress and everything that we deal with as black folks and black men. Uh, so, you know, I want you to share a little bit of what you've done, uh, you know, to take care of yourself during this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like leading organization uh, during this, this, the changing face, uh, all the protests, COVID, all these things. It, it, I felt it was, I could feel my stress levels rising, right? I also have uh, two kids of my own. My son just turned 20 yesterday. Uh, my, my daughter is 14. Um, you know, I have my mom in town who, 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 who lives alone, needs, needs additional support. So what, what, I, what I recognize is that I need to create an exit, not an exit plan like I'm retired, say I'm retired, but, but you know, it's just a pause. But I, but I knew I needed to step back because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to give to a certain extent to the program, right? We built creative justice from, from an idea, you know, sat around with prosecutors, uh, judges, uh, funders in, it, to just really negotiate how we were going to create this thing that would also have provide these court benefits, keep more of our youth out of, out of jail, uh, uplift the creativity. Um, but then managing all of the, you know, writing grants, uh, checking it and bringing, bringing care packages to the young people, carrying their stories as, as they're still impacted by the, by the system. It's like, I felt like I was not able to give fully to the organization and to family obligations. And so the biggest thing that I did was just just dedicate, uh, you know, say, OK, I'm, I'm stepping away. I still love Greater Just. I could work there forever um, and I need to step back um, so that I can so I can be there for for family, but not just for family, for myself, because uh, you know, you get into as an artist, you get into you get into things like teaching artistry, taking taking uh, jobs that are that that help. You're in a creative space because you're creating a, a, a space for other pe- people to be creative. But you don't always get to get to do that too. For me, writing 
and and now visual art things like that those are those are what feed me and what what keep me sane what bring my stress levels down what all of these things that we need to to remain healthy help me process what i'm thinking what i'm feeling all those things and so uh just making making time for that you know it, and at the in this instance at the expense of 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 income right so um, you know, luckily I'm in a I'm in a two income household, uh, and and so it, it it's not a a huge pressure in that way, but it is it is pressure. You know, I can't I can't spend like I used to spend those kind of things. But but the, hopefully, what it makes up for is I'm around I'm around longer. You know what I mean? My my father he didn't make it to his 43rd birthday, so you know every every year on my birthday I really reflect on that. But you know now I'm I'm older than he ever was, right? And so um, that's why this beard happened when I left. When I left, created just as like you know, as I was preparing to leave, and you know, hearing they they did a great uh, send off, you know, and they asked all the all the artists that, that that we're working with, you know, just to talk about my impact, and that's so humbling when people are speaking of you that way. But you know, just to hear them think of me as the community uncle, you know. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm an old ass man, so I better, <laughs> I better just embrace it. And this is, you know, and I, I started going, you know, great early, you know, you know, early in life too. Uh, I think it was, you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with my father, you know, passing early, but I noticed, I noticed those kind of things, like, right. you know, like, and so, uh, so I said, let me just go full Santa Claus on him for a little <laughs> while and embrace that uncle and, uh, and just, you know. Plus, I got my COVID shot early that way because I thought I was old, you know. <laughs> he slid in like, hey, man, the elders, front of the line, sir. You've probably been king called sir and everything. Oh, huh? Please don't look at me weird. Nothing, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, that's what's up. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing some of the stuff that you've done. And I could definitely I think you and I were going through our transitions at the same time with work because I'm down to half time at work. Same thing. Like, you know, I can't be somewhere and not give 100 percent. So at least if I go half time and put some clear boundaries up, you know, then I can, you know, not give give my everything. And, you know, so I think we, we definitely left for, for different reasons. But I definitely I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, sacrificing resources and funds, which may make life a little more comfortable in the short term. It's like some you know, on the streets, you know, all money ain't good money. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, you got to do what's best for you, which is ultimately what's best for your family and community overall. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing what you've done, you know, recently to take care of yourself and continue, you know, continue anything I could do to help. You know, I know we've been on a few walks and so I'm, you know, looking forward to, you know, continuing to be in space with you and community and make things happen, you know? Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and you know, that's one of the things like that, that I appreciate most. I'm, I'm here. I'm horrible about staying in touch with folks. Like I just am. And, and, and it, I feel, I feel bad about it, but I also have a hard time changing that behavior, you know, but so I really appreciate people that reach out just to check in or, Hey, let's do something. You know, we don't have to get together and talk about, business let's just go do something that you know for our health and well-being and and you know getting out in that sun and, and exercising those lungs and those muscles like so i really appreciate you reaching out and 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 uh yeah that's a that's it's a great uh it's a it's a great it's a great trait man so so keep that i know you be like the you be like the grumpy young man i don't want to call you grumpy old man you be surly sometimes but <laughs> but you but you got that big heart and i and i and it, it that's another thing that has really helped me this year is just you know seeing the folks that 
that recognize that people need that connection and, and, and reaching out and making it happen. So, yeah. And it's been hard too with COVID. Like, you know, people just been really isolated and, and so trying to, trying to keep connect folks connected through zoom and phone calls and texts or whatever, as much as we can, you know, you gotta be intentional with it. Otherwise the, the hamster wasn't going to keep going in a year, you know, blink an eye three, two, three years ago by, you know, oh, man, so yeah, it'll turn, it'll, it'll, it'll grind you up and turn you out. Right. <laughs> right. So, so what, what advice would you give someone looking to get in, get involved in community work? I would, I would, the, the biggest advice that I would give is really look for who you're in community with now. What are the resources that exist there? What are the needs that exist there? And, and, uh, and, and build from that. Because if, if you have a strong relationship, you're already in community, then you're gonna care for one another naturally, right? Like, in, as opposed to like, you know, especially like uh, this past year or two, as we've seen, you know, uh, justice uh, become to the forefront. Uh, a lot of funds exist now to, to, to reduce the harm of state-sanctioned violence and policing. Uh, money money specifically for the black community um, and and so you start to see new players enter the space um, but I like to rock with the old players you know what I mean like so uh, not that not that not that new players are not welcome but but if if you're entering a space and now you're reaching out to try to build a relationship so that you can have another co-signer on your grant or you know whatever like those I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in the people because I mean, you, you and I both know people that have been out here doing it on on a small scale on their on their block, on their you know in their in their neighborhood uh, when there was no money involved, just because it was the right thing to do. And and these were people that they cared about and and wanted to care more for. Uh, I I say for people who want to get involved, think about who you're in community with now and start there. That's real. And, you know, we also do got to make space for at some point we all came in the game at some point. Right. And and the highlights of something, things that happened last year really wasn't nothing new for black folks. But, you know, I think it did spark some people. So sometimes tragic situations springboard people in into things. Right. But I agree. Like, you know, if you're if you're, you got to uh, see, you know, why you're why and what you're doing, what you're doing. Right. So I, I appreciate you. You adding that. Um, so. Uh, the last question I have for you isn't really a question for you. I like to be equitable. You know, I've been controlling the conversation. So do you have any questions for me? Man, you know, I do have a question. I, I was I was hoping your son, AJ, was going to be here and I was going to bring him for the for, for the for the last part. Uh, I mean, for I mean, I don't know. The audience has has met AJ. This is a special young man. Like, you know, I'm telling you, we're all going to be working for AJ in about maybe 10 or less years. But but uh, when you had like knowing you have this son with with this um, amazing brain and a capacity for learning and 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 also he he he's part of you. Right. And you, you're so connected in community like are there things that you're worried about uh, that that those of us in community with you are there things that you're worried about with him that that community that you hope community supports you on, I guess? Yeah, I mean, this is a crazy fucked up world, to say the least. Right. So my my whole mission, I think everybody's mission as a parent is to 
create a better world for your kids, right? And that's my thing. It's like my mom made my world better for me, and my job is to make my son's world better for him. And his job is to, when he has kids is to make or not have kids is to make the world better for everybody. So that's really, you know, like my life goal, my life mission is to make sure that he got the supports that he need and give him the resources and 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 just let him be a kid. You know what I mean? Let's let him be a 12 year old, 12 year old kid. And then he still may may make mistakes and I got to support him and rock with him regardless. So it's all investments, like really making the investments, you know, preschool. uh, He's going to private school, those types of things He's in the art. You know, I try to just provide whatever, whatever resources and then tap him into people that I know that are in community. Um, So, yeah, I am worried about, you know, the same issues that I dealt with, you know, plaguing his life uh, because the needle really hasn't moved that much from when I look at graduation rates and Carson rates, some things are going backwards, right? And so, you know, it is scary, you know, especially raising a young black man, you know, but I just try to, you know, encourage him to be what he, what he wants to be. If he was here, he would already be in here. I'll tell you that right now. He poking his head in and, are you guys done? Are you ready? And so, so, but yeah, I definitely, you know, he's been building his YouTube channel out. So make sure you guys go check it out, Building Project Tesla. He's all over that. Um, if you're into Teslas, he could definitely got the info for you. And I'll definitely want to get him on this show. I've been talking about other shows that he wants to kind of lead because he's, you know, coming into himself and his public speaking. I don't really want to step on his creativity and try yeah. to like overwhelm him and push my agenda on him. I kind of let him do his thing. You no, know? I have some. I, I definitely want to tap in with AJ. And you know, I hope I hope me and AJ can do some kind of a, like art, art workshops, uh, you know, and get him out there for community to, to, to do art along with some some the black Bob Ross. You know, what yeah, I mean? we can we can FaceTime at this. I know he's down with <laughs> I haven't talked to him about it. I talked to his mom about it, but I know he's he's with it. That's that's a layup. So. All right, bro. I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to come, you know, in and build with us. Talk about the collective network. Um, This is Dre with Build 206 Media, Brothers United Leadership Development uh, with my guy, Aaron Counts. Until next time. Peace. Thank you. Appreciate it. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.